You're listening to a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Well, let's get into it, everybody. You know the question I asked, will Rabbi Heber be able to calm me down regarding the discrepancy of Parsios between Israel and the diaspora? That's the question. Rabbi David Heber is the Star K, director of the Star K Computer Department. He's rabbi of Kahal Avaz Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, and he's the author of The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. If you like and enjoy these conversations, you'll love the book, The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. Look it up online. Rabbi David Heber, order it today and enjoy. Rabbi Heber, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning. Great to be here. Okay. How are you? Here, Baruch Hashem. We're going to get right into this because you know, you know the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the terrible objection I have to the fact that the center of the Jewish world is now in Israel, something unprecedented in recent Jewish history. And it bothers me tremendously, as you know, Rabbi Heber, that we are one partial off because Shavuos was two days in the diaspora. It was one day Friday in Israel, and therefore uh, Israel is one parsha ahead reading Shlach this week while we read, uh, like we did this morning, Parshas Bahaloscha. So let's start with some of the ground rules. And I think, I think it is better to start from the latter part of the year, right? There's certain basics we need to start with, including the parsha that we that the uh, that our rabbis have set up uh, in halachic Jewish history that must be read before specific days. So, should we start from Rosh Hashanah and work our way backwards? Yeah, that's good. We could do that certainly. So let's do it. What do we have to read before Rosh Hashanah? Okay, so Rosh Hashanah. We really always parshas that Savim is always on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Sometimes it's at Savim and Vayelach. You're always going to get at Savim, and you're always going to have. And this is a rule without fail. Some rules have exceptions. Some rules are ironclad. One of the ironclad rules is there are always seven Shabbosas between Tisha B'av and Rosh Hashanah. They are known as the Shivat and Right. The seven Shabbosas of consolation. Right. Of course, Nachamu, the first Shabbos being the most famous of those seven Shabbos, everybody's familiar with Shabbos Nachamu, is always Parshas Vashchanan, and is always the Shabbos following Tisha B'Av. So if you do the math, and you count the seven Parshas, between Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah, you're going to get Vashchanan, Ekev, Re'eh, Shaiftim Kisei, Seki, Savoy, and the Tzavim. Okay, Vayelech gets tagged along, depending on how Rosh Hashanah falls out, that that we could we could get into that. That's also a little interesting topic. It's a little bit doesn't relate really to, right. to here. And and, but and, it, it, and everything you just said applies to both Israel and the diaspora, right? So correct. far, so That's far correct. we're ironclad across the board. Now let's move back to Tishabov. Tishabov must be preceded by what parsha? To always parsha Devarim. Of course, we laid Echa as we laid the the, the, the pasuk of Echa is laid the parsha Devarim. Most kehilas do it to the tune. Of Echa, so the Balkaire, um, you know, changes the the the, tr- the trump. So not the trump, but rather the, the tune used right. to the trump. Right. And um, again, that's Tvarim Shabbos Chazayin. And again, and, and again, always. that's across the board. It's ironclad across the board. Israel. Let's do more of the ironclad across the board. So should we go to to, to Shavuos uh, with Bamidbar? Okay. Yeah. So let, let's work. Yeah. Let's work that way now. Then we're going to come. We'll meet in the middle. Okay. So Bamidbar. Okay, this is a rule that's usually it, it's called it's called uh, which means 
to count and to have um, atzeres. Atzeres, of course, is one of the names, uh, the Gemara's term for shvuas. Right. What the Gemara refers to shvuas is called atzeres. Motivo atzru is actually a Gemara, somewhat of a Gemara rule. Okay, this is one of the one of the few Gemaras that weigh in the Farish on 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 uh, on actually the Tzavim and and by Midbar and the way the Gemaras weigh in are the Gemara says that we re we finish the Teichacha of of both Bechukaisai, which is of course the rebuking of Kaisal, which is found the two of them, which which we lay in Bechukaisai. And in Parshas Kisavai, right. right? The most Rishayim, that means we're referring to the Teichacha of Kisavai. Right. So, but we want a pad, we want a barrier uh, between the Teichacha. So the Gemara says, you, let's, let's, you know, let's end the Teichacha. Let's, let's take care of the clawless, the curses. Right, let's put it behind us. Let, let's put it behind us and, make, behind and us. make sure we read Bamidbar before Shavuos. Correct. Then you have the pay, you have the buffer. Right. So, but the Gemara doesn't say that. That Tyson right. says. But, it, right? but, but you, you want you, a buffer. You pick up that feeling, right? You pick up that That's feeling. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, right. So, you, we, create, we create this buffer. So, the, 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 let's go to Rashad for a minute. Kisavai Nitzavim. Right, that's the buffer. Or right. the buffer, right. and then Rosh Hashanah. Right. Ironclad rule, right. and that's that's uh, that's the rule. Right. Okay, now, now let's go back to Shruah. So, this rule is not ironclad. Meaning there are exceptions, but generally speaking, in most years, you're going to have parshas b'chukaisai or bahar b'chukaisai, followed by b'midbar, right? Followed by shvuas, right? You have the buffer now. Every so often, although not that often, and the first every so often is everywhere, meaning Israel and the diaspora. That's correct. That's correct, and that happens. Uh, just some examples: the Tavshem Memal of 1981. Tavshem Memdal in 1984. Basically, uh, basically the the Erev Pesach Shabbos years, right? Correct, right. and and then some, and right. then some, and then some. Okay, and then some. It, it, let's use Erev Pesach year for example. Right. Uh, in elite, in elite next year. year, oh, the next year or the year after? I think the year after. Yeah. Okay, but that, correct, but that's going to be a shoot that we're not going to have the problem. Ah, good. It's only good. when it's, it's an, only when there are two others. The pl- correct. The only place. And this, this, we, I think we spoke about this a bunch of years ago, right. but we'll, re- we'll review this because it, it's a complicated point here. And that is that in the year that Rosh Hashanah is on a Thursday, right, and it's a leap year, right, okay, everybody gets off kilter, right, with this Bukhukaisai, Babir, Nasai, and that's it, and that's an exception, and Nasso everywhere is before Shvuas. everywhere, okay. and the reason for that is, is because. There's an extra Shabbos in the winter. Normally, in, in, in a leap year, there's 28 Shabboses. And, and therefore, Shabbos HaGadol is going to be Parshas um, uh, um, Achre, uh, Achre, right. Mitzayra. But because you have an extra week, and there's an extra Shabbos. And the reason for that is because Simchas Torah is, Shemitah is, Sarah, Simchas Torah is Thursday, Friday. Right. So there it's all they finish Zesabrach on Thursday. Right. Kutzars, we finish Friday. Right. Shabbos Bereshis comes. Right. And then you get Bereshis and you squeeze in another Shabbos, Arab Pesach. Right. Or, or some years it could be a Tuesday. In fact, even more common, it could be Pesach, it could be a Tuesday, and you can have a squeezed in 
extra parsha on the Shabbos before that. Right, with so that, leap year, right, with that many weeks and only a certain number of parshios, you're not going to have enough. You're, you're going to have no choice but to read Nasso before Shavuos. Correct. Right. Now, in a Pshuta, just as as in next year, right. now we're going to make an appointment for Tavshin Peidal and Tavshin Peidal. <laughs> those are great years to talk, right? And one, one of those is going to be Right, this extra Shabbos in a regular year, right, where you could just split Vayakabakude, right, right, and when you have that and extra you, Shabbos, and then you have enough, and then Bamidbar could be before Shabbos, enough. right? All right, exactly. Um, so now, so far, but, everything but in a leap year, right? Oh, oh, let me just follow through yeah. here. Yep. Okay, so now you're 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 Shabbos ahead, right? Because you have Achreima instead of Mitzvayra, right, as being the Shabbos before Pesach. Right. You are now I get your Shabbos ahead. You have Achreima, right? Which now means, if you if you look at the six Shabbosas between Pesach and Shulis, because they're in a seven-week sphero, one of them is Pesach. Right. That leaves you six Shabbosas. Right. You're left with, um, you have Kedoshim and more, Bahar Bechu Kaisa Bamidbar, Nasai. Right. So Nasai gets squeezed in. Erev Shulis. Erev Shulis. Erev Shulis, right. Right, before, before, one of the days before Shulis. Right. Okay, so far, everything we've discussed, Israel and the diaspora, correct? Universal, universal. There, there is now, and I think now we're at that point where we could mention it, because this is it, right? This is the final piece to this puzzle. Now, there is one exception where Israel has no choice but to, um, but to break, if you will, one of these rules, right? Go beyond the exceptions, where the diaspora, if I have it correctly, has a system has a little bit more leeway where they can still adhere to these basic rules that we've laid out. Correct. And that is when? That is, okay, that is when the last day, and and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a little intro line here. And that is, what we're about to talk about is that Israel, this case, Israel gets off of what we'll call the norm. Right. Okay. And when we get to the Shulis conversation, we're going to see the Chutzlaritz gets off the norm. Right. And that's an important piece here. Right. So let's go to Pesach. When the last day of Pesach is on Shabbos, it can happen in two different types of years. It can happen in the Shana Pshuta, regular which is year. a regular year. Right. And then we got plenty of room to play with because right. Eretz Yisrael needs to get back on, on you know, the norm, which is right. you want by Midbar before Shulis. Right. So you have the extra Shabbos. But very simple, you just split Bahar and Bechuk Kaisai, which are together, it's a regular year, and you have Tazibitari together, Achemis Kaisai together, Bahar and Kaisai together. The current minig in Eretz Yisrael, I think in all parts of Eretz Yisrael, even though Mishabur makes two opinions, but the minig is to split Bahar and Kaisai, and therefore Eretz Yisrael and Chutzlaritz are different for, for five weeks, right. but they catch up by Bahar and Kaisai. Your kasha would be. Because the great traveler you are, and and you go to Eretz Yisrael, Ashrechem, you're in Eretz Yisrael for Yontif. Why don't we? Why doesn't Eretz Yisrael split earlier parshas huh? in order to catch up? Right. And, and the Mishabura brings two minhagim. Mishabura brings you could split Tazrei Mitzayra, or you could split Parbechu Kaisai. He does not bring splitting Achrayim Kedoshim. I've never heard an explanation as to why. Why there's no opinion of that. There's only an opinion of splitting Tazrei Mitzayra or or Parbechu Kaisai. The minig has become. To the best of my knowledge, everywhere, maybe your listeners know of a minig, not like that, but the minig of everywhere in Eretz Yisrael currently is they split Bahar Bechu Kaisai in a regular year. Right. By doing that, they have now accommodated the extra Shabbos of Sphira, right. and they get Bamidbar is the Shabbos before Shavuos, like Chutzlar. Like it should be, How, right. 
like it should be. However, however, in a Shonamu Paris, a leap, a leap year. year, so now there's nothing to split because everything is split already. Right. At least during that period of the year. You, you've run so, out of Parsha, so to speak. You've run out of Parsha. So Nasai gets pulled behind Shavuos like we all did in the Thursday Rosh Hashanah case. Right? However, however, outside of Israel, there's a solution to this. Correct. Correct. And, that's correct, but but here's 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 where we get the 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 punchline here, and that is Israel is the one that's off kilter, right? And therefore, Chutzlaharetz, despite the the tens of thousands of travelers, Ken Yirbu, Teretz Yisrael, despite that, Lemaisa, we don't want to get off kilter right. to to move Nasai behind. Shavuos right. We literally, we literally only want Nusso before Shavuos when there is no choice. That's correct. That's exactly. the exception. When there's no exactly. here, here, if you listen carefully to what Rabbi Heber just described, there is a way. There is an extra parsha, so to speak, where we can get uh, and, and squeeze in that parsha, meaning uh, Bamidbar before Shavuos. Correct. It was, we could put the Bible Chayseh together, right? Right, and we would catch up. Right. But then we would all be off kilter vis-a-vis the calendar, normative calendar, which puts Bamidbar before Shavuos in order to not have too big of a buffer, right? right? That's what I, the, the, the price can break down. You don't want, you don't want, unless you know, unless you're, you're, you're stuck, you want to have at Shavuos, right? And then, so why not put Chukas Abolik together like oh. we're about to do oh. in a few weeks? In so there, we want in, oh, only, only in Chutzlaretz. Only in Chutzlaretz, right? The answer to that is because Pinchas would then be before Shavas Batamas, which is the case in Israel because they don't have a choice. Right. And now we don't want that either because there's right. several reasons. We have right. In other words, there's two things that we are considering: one by midbar before Shavuos, and one Pinchas before the three weeks, right before the three weeks, correct? Pinchas after the three weeks, after Me- the three meaning weeks. after the three weeks have begun. The first job is correct. After right. correct during we, during the three weeks, right during the three after weeks. Shavuos right? We want Pinchas during the three weeks, and we want Shavuos to have by midbar before it. Those two right. rules can be worked out in the diaspora. It can, they cannot. Be be worked out in Israel, right? Correct, and therefore Israel, Israel is is stuck, and therefore they have to put Pinchas before. Now that's a more of a I'll call Achroinish as far, which means the other one is a Gemara. You know, you want Bachukaisai before. There's a much more precedence, precedence, uh, much more precedence rather. Right. This this Pinchas, I've seen different explanations again right. because the Pinchas is about the carbonus. So right. we lost the carbonus, the carbatumid, the, right. the, the sacrifice brought daily, who ceased to exist on Shavasavatamas. So how beautiful it is that the following Shabbos, we when we're it. mourning the, the Besamikdash, we remember right. this carbatumid. Right. And the Chalukas Eretz Yisrael, the, the giving out of, of Eretz Yisrael to the, the Yidden. The division of Eretz Yisrael. Right? The division, division of Eretz Yisrael is in Parshas Pinchas. So right. there also where we've lost. Eretz Yisrael, the Churban, we want to remind ourselves that we will have, you know, this. All right, um, so uh, that's the vision again. So, what prompted, uh, you know, my my uh, um, uh, I don't want to say anger, but what prompted my uh, a disappointment with this uh, a year or two ago when we discussed this? Uh, I felt that you know that the that the rules were set up, and not only are we not 
getting back on track with Israel, which I'll discuss with you in a moment. But on top of that, we are accommodating a rule that can only be observed in Chutzlar. It's a you. See, because I asked this morning on social media, can Rabbi Heber calm me down on this issue? You, off the air a few days ago, actually started the process of calming me down. Because what you said was, no, Nachum. You said, no, Nachum. It's not that we're accommodating and, and, and making sure to adhere to a rule in Chutzlar. We have no choice. In Israel, there's no way to go ahead and adhere to the rule in these exceptional cases. In Chutzlar, it's in the diaspora, there's a way to do it, so we go ahead and do it. But, but it's not like we're accommodating Dafka specifically because we want people outside of Israel because the, the, the diaspora, again, which at one point was the center of the Jewish world, that it's so much more prominent than Israel. That's not the case. The case is we have rules established by our rabbis over the generations, and those rules 99% of the time can be followed, and 99% of the time can be followed in Israel, but we have a system where we can get them to be followed 100% of the time. Again, with exceptions. I get the Nassau exception. You know, in Chutzlaretz, in the diaspora. So that is the first stage of Rabbi Heber calming me down about this whole issue, correct? Correct. <laughs> okay, that's number yeah. one. Number two, I said to you off the air. I said, why, especially now again, that the, the two factors, number one, Israel is clearly the center of the Jewish world, something we never enjoyed in our lifetimes until, you know, the recent era, uh, and certainly something that our prior generations never enjoyed. I mean, going back hundreds, if not thousands of years. So now Israel is the center of the Jewish world. That's number one. Hashem. Baruch Hashem is right, and and uh, and and this is the this is the you know the current atmosphere, the current attitude, so to speak. So, um, with that in mind, that in fact Israel is the center of the world, and add the factor that you will agree with me, Rabbi Heber, that the world is so much smaller than it used to be. There's so much more travel. There's so much more that we do here that's affecting there. There's so much more that's happening there that on a daily basis, within seconds, affects us over here. One would think that we, as a rabbinic community, so to speak, not that I'm part of that, but you get my point, would now take action and say, you know what? You know what? We laned a parsha in Israel, a regular parsha on the day after Shavuos, while in the diaspora they were reading what we read on the second day of Yontif. You know what? I think on that Shabbos Mincha, we should read the entire Parsha's Nusso, uh, meaning in the diaspora, as opposed to just, you know, three short aliyahs of Parsha's Nusso, and immediately catch up to Israel. And you, you were not against this idea. All you said, though, to me was you would never be able to get a consensus among today's across-the-board rabbinate in order to pull this off. It would cause more confusion than even the confusion we have today. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, Shuvus Mincha, we'll call it Big Bidi Evet, meaning, right. meaning you can't, you can't put, there's a different question. Why don't we, why don't we, you know, move Parshish, um, you know, put them together earlier, which I'll address in a second. But just the, the obvious problem, just to, to get to Shuvus, which is we're right in the middle of right now. In fact, I was at a wedding last night where the, the Balsimcha has relatives there to stroll, his parents made Aliyah, uncles, uncles and aunts and so on. He told me he's having two Minchas. And his Shavu Brachas for the Israelis who are going to lane Shlach the whole thing. Wow. And it's for the regular Americans who are going to lane Shlach till Shani. Right. Because the Israelis are missing out on a Shabbos. Right. Which is all fine. Which is all fine. But you can't, you can't we, we don't have anywhere in the Jewish calendar where a Parshat Shavuah is laid by Mincha. In other words, as a set 
standard. It's a we'll call it a bit of the Bachram going back after Pesach. Right. You have visitors going to Eretz Yisrael. As, so a, as, a, as, a, pro, as, as a private makeup, they could do it. Not not to be conveyed. Correct. Or they, they, they would never. And also, you need seven aliyahs to the parsha. Right. And and my said so they they couldn't. The, the no no Pesachim would ever say let's move. You know we're going to be yitzah chutzlaret nasi by mincha and then great right. we're caught up with Eretz Yisrael. Plus, and now the plus, following week plus you we're said lane plus you said to me there's a whole issue of laning you know in the afternoon in general. There's a whole Correct, you know, right. it's, it's you can't you can't run it together. You right. just like it's a bit of it. I mean I was like at the stand the first week we opened up from Corona that shul the Baltimore shuls were a lot were I mean. Backyard, Binyanim, began Parspat Midbar. Right. We laned all the way from Bayakel. Right. Not we, and I, I, I'm neighbors were behind him, and and he had a Binyan on his porch. And for laning, we stood in the backyard on, on his deck. We stood in the backyard there and heard uh, many Parshas laying together. That was obviously Binyanim. We were making up for something. So, same thing here. You can't. Yeah, it was can't create Nasa. Right. That would yeah. never happen. Yeah. Can't happen. That was more symbolic, anyway. I mean, not not that I'm not deferring to the rabbis. Of course, I do, especially. <laughs> but it's sort of symbolic because the whole question about whether there actually is an obligation for someone to hear the parsha a week later is also a discussion. But I, correct, but, correct. But it was still a beautiful thing to do for those who wanted to volunteer to do it. No question about it. All right, we have very little time, and there's so many other things I have to get to now. So, um, so the uh, the question is. Oh gosh! When so some- we're off now till the solicitors should understand. We're off now to Chukas Balak. In other words, right. we're different, and Chukas Balak we will lay together. So we're we're really off right now. Right. We're catching up right. with Israel right. right now because it, we're a little bit off. Right. It's just very frustrating. I mean, we should make a point, shouldn't we, of you know announcing in Shul that we're reading the wrong parsha this week. You're like, I, I think that's how drastic we have to be. We have to remind yes, we have to remind people like, you know, uh, our friends on Twitter at Jewish Calendar Tidbits called this week Shabbos Shlach, and then in parentheses wrote Diaspora Bahaloscha. You know, that this is the way to do it. By the 100%. way, you know, my good friend Josh Levine, who always enjoys our conversations, Baruch Hashem. He asked me yesterday. I thought it was a good question. Today, again, the world is much smaller, right? Much, much smaller. You just alluded to it. Uh, you, you were at a simcha where a lot of people were in from Israel. This happens, you know, back and forth. People by email are getting invitations. You know, everyone's getting the same invitation around the world. What should one write today for a wedding yeah. tonight on their Hebrew invitation? Should they write? Somebody booked a ticket wrong. Last year, they booked the wrong week to go to Eretz oh. for their wedding. They were there the wrong Thursday or whatever. Because they the, realized too late. You can't change tickets. It was a real mess. So what would you write? Would you do what I just suggested? That you would write both partials somehow? Not a bad idea. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I, as a kid, this is one of my oldest memories. My father, Shalom, who got me interested in this topic. I came to him because he, he used to get a magazine for Eretz Yisrael called Punim Al Punim. Yeah, you've mentioned and, this and before, it, right? <laughs> it had the wrong partial. And I, read, I said, I said, Daddy. This is wrong. There's a mistake. And I was all excited. I caught him. You know? <laughs> I must have been seven or eight. That's all I could read. That's all I understood in the whole magazine, right? And he says, no, no, no. I was fascinated. I was fascinated. I love it. Anyway, I, I, I did I cover it all right now? I think so. That's it. So that, Perfect. So now we know why I'm calmer. We we know why it's a tough thing to, to make it up. And uh, we have to wait. We have to wait and be patient to actually, again, be in sync uh, 
with Israel. I do think, though, it's a good idea, especially for the reasons that Josh mentioned and you just reacted, it's a good idea. I think it really is important uh, to, why not? We may as well remind everybody in our Kahilos and in our schools that there are two parshos being read this week, you know, and, and there is a, dis- yeah, there's a discrepancy between the same way you would educate, you know, a kid in Israel that did you know that in diaspora there's two Pesach Seders and you would educate children in diaspora. Did you know that in Israel there's only one Seder and explain the reason why? I think it's a good, a good opportunity to remind everybody, great, you know. Great moment. Yeah, the good exactly. news for you is that the next two years we're off because the next two years, Pesach, the next year is a Tuesday and we don't have this problem at all, which is our Pesach. The following year, Pesach is a Sunday. But we don't have this problem. We'll have other issues, but we're not going to have this issue. So we'll be good to go now for, for you know, for, for a right. while. I sometimes contemplate Israel has laning different on so many occasions, not only here. The Rishchidosh laning is, is the same laning, but they split the psukim differently. I didn't even know that. I didn't even like know the, that. Like the going, they go like the meaning of the gra, which all is over, all over Israel. All over Israel. I, I can't say every place in Israel, but those most places who follow the going, and Chayyim um, Yeshiva that also follows the going also wow. lanes different because it's hard to fit the psukim in. Right. So I think they lane three, then they lane till we have a Shabbos, and they go back to Elas Tumid. They don't wow. repeat via Marta. That's different. Cholmoy yeah. Sukkot is different. Hanukkah is different. They lane different. Also, right. Hanukkah, they only lane that day, right. one day, and Sukkot, they only lane Cholmoy. So right. there are many other places where the Korea is, 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 is different. 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 Right. A, a, ch- a challenge for those who are still creating Sidurim, you know, that, uh, in, in fact, it was funny um, when I, uh, you know, when I heard, when I finally discovered at this age that Chukas Balak is never, ever uh, split, is never together in Israel, I went to my Chorev Chumish and figured, you know, there would be no indication that they could be a combined Parsha, but it does say, you know, Shani Kishim, you know, when they're together. And I'm saying to myself, wow, they had in mind the diaspora when they Printed this in Israel. Now we have to pay much more attention to that because people are bringing Sidurim from here to there and vice versa all the time. So, you know. Absolutely. And, and uh, the flip side, there's never a Shvi of the Zeis HaBracha in Chutzlaretz because the Chutzlaretz is never a Shabbos. But in Israel, right. there is a Shabbos. We don't say a Shabbos. Oh, so that's why you have a Shvi. So we shvi. only have five Aliyahs, right? We have five in the Mo'ina. We right. lay as the sixth Aliyah. Right. In Eretz Yisrael, they lay Mo'ina, but they stop by Bayal Moshe. Oh. And that's the Shvi. So if you look at a Chumash, oh. you'll see Shvi. What's it doing there? I love it's it. It's for Eretz Yisrael on Shabbos this coming year. This coming year, we'll have it. Every time you're on, I learn something new. We have, we have, since we're already at the end of the show, we got to do this really quickly, but I got to tell you this. You introduced me to the Dover Beito Luach, which is unbelievable, and it's incredible how much I learn from it every single week. When I, you know what I'm referring to, of course. Sure, sure. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, and I thought I dreamt this, that's how crazy the story was. When I was a kid, there was a Kohen in our shul who told my father the following story. You know, in Akdamus, generally speaking, don't give away the answer yet, Rabbi Heber. Generally speaking, okay, when, it com- quiet. when it comes to Akdamus this morning, we call up the Kohen, and then we read Akdamus, and then we have Baruch was Hashem HaMavorach of the first Aliyah, right? Yep. This gentleman, who was a Kohen, says to my father, when he was a kid, there was a Kohen in shul. They called him up for the first aliyah for Shavuos morning. He said the brachas. Then they, then they read Akdamus. And then someone collapsed in shul. And they would not allow 
the Kohen, since he already had made the brachas, to leave the sanctuary, even though that's the first thing a Kohen would do when someone collapses in shul, especially in those days when there was, you know, when it was an even harder effort to, you know, to do what was necessary to keep someone alive in a situation like that. So, and you normally a Kohen would run out, and they did not allow him to leave because he had already made the brachas. And I'm saying to myself, all these years, I'm saying to myself, this story doesn't make sense because every time I ask someone if this story is possible, they say, what are you talking about? You, you always you always call up the Kohen, then read Akdamus, and then he says the brachas. Yeah? Well, I read the Dover Beito for Shrewis Morning, and in Ugh. fact, there is a minute, which you probably knew before I said this, there is a minute that the Kohen does say the brachas over the Aliyah, then they read Akdamus, and then they start reading from Parshas Yisro. Well, Kaval Emerson, the original Kohenim, that was a minute like a thousand years ago. And then most did away with it. But Lamaisa, there probably some keyless still do it. Is that amazing? Amazing. What a way to verify amazing. a story, huh? All these years later, I thought I was dreaming. Rabbi Heber, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And everybody out there, if you love the topics that we discuss in these segments, check out Rabbi Heber's book, The Intriguing World of Jewish Time, very easy to find online, Rabbi David Heber. Rabbi Heber, as we say this time, I don't know what the proper minig is, Rabbi Heber. This time of year after Shuas, do we say a gesunten Zimmer or do we say a Freilichen Zimmer? Which one do we say, Rabbi? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, uh, that's a good, all of the above. I don't even know if the Dover Beito writes about that, but you know what? I may, have, I, I may have seen it. I'm not kidding. I think I did see that he wrote about it this year after Shmuel, so I'm not mistaken. Let's check that out. Let's and also, do we say that after Pesach or only after Shmuel? I need to know that as well. Okay, very, very important <laughs> greeting. The world of greeting, whole tire on greetings. To say the least. Thank you, Rabbi Heber. Thank you so Take much. Care, Rabbi, Rabbi David Heber, everybody. Check out his book. The Intriguing World of Jewish Time. And yes, he's calmed me down a bit on this issue of the discrepancy between Israel and the diaspora. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moment in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSNF.